The opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. If you had to describe our world in a phrase, how would you describe it? There are many ways, of course, that we could talk about the world we're living in, but in a phrase, I would say it's a world in chaos. That's what it is right now. It's a world in chaos, and there's a reason for that, because chaos is the fruit of sin. Now, do you remember uh, what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 33? He said, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. That's interesting. The, the opposite of confusion is not, is not uh, clarity. The opposite of confusion is peace. <laughs> so uh, you're going to choose one. You're either going to live in utter chaos and confusion, everything out of sorts and out of its place, you out of sorts with God and out of your place with God, or you're going to be with peace with God and where you ought to be with the Lord. And everyone chooses one of those two. We're living in a world of chaos and confusion because we're living in a world of people who have rebelled against God instead of being right with God. And today, we come back again to Genesis chapter number 11, returning to Babel, uh, to see a world in chaos. Now, I, I said to you yesterday in our last study that it begins with the return of pride. So when they return to pride, they return to Babel. Uh, but notice today, not only the return of pride, but the return to chaos itself. We pick up our story in verse number five, and the Lord came down. That is a fascinating phrase. He is so big and man is so small. Imagine these people saying, we're going to build a tower that reaches to heaven. We're going to be like God. Same sin as Eve in the garden. And God, who is so mighty, peers over the balcony of glory and says, well, let's Let's go down and check out their little tower. A reminder, you see, putting us in perspective compared to the greatness of our God, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they've imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. This is not that God's afraid of man. It is that God does not want man to go on living perpetually with no thought of God. Uh, that, that's the greatest judgment of all. The greatest judgment of all would be to go right on and never have to think of God. Verse 8, So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. And the word Babel, of course, we know means confusion. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So in the opening verses, we saw them forgetting that every good thing came from God, building a life with no thought of God, ignoring the truth of what God had said, desiring to make a name for themselves instead of giving glory to God. And what does all that pride bring? Did it bring advancement, fulfillment, meaning, purpose, joy? No, the exact opposite. It brought confusion. The return of pride brought the return to chaos. 
This world that had just come out of chaos. They just had a worldwide flood because of the imagination and pride of their own hearts. They're coming right back to it again and again. It's just a, another reminder, isn't it, that man's heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Bible says as a, as a pig returns to its wallowing in the mire, as a dog returns to his own vomit, a sinful heart returns to its own sin over and over and over again. Look at the chaos in these verses in Genesis chapter number 11. We learn from it. What do we learn? Well, we learn something about the potential of sin. Usually when we use the word potential, we use it in a positive, but it can be used in a negative. The only potential I really have is the potential to destroy my life. The only potential you have apart from God is the potential to make a mess out of things. What is the potential of sin? Sin always gets worse. It's the potential to bring destruction did you notice in verse 6 the key word imagined, which they have imagined to do? That ought to connect in your thinking back to the world of Noah's day. Just a few generations previous, Genesis chapter number 6, the imagination of man's heart was only evil continually. Evil imaginations doesn't just mean you think dirty thoughts. Evil imaginations means you never think of God. That's what the word ungodly means, giving no regard to God. You see, you could be a moral person, and your, your mind, your imagination, and your thoughts could be wicked and ungodly and evil in the sight of God because they're void of any thoughts of God's, of, of our God, void of any thought of what God wants for us and God's character. So may I ask you today, what do you think about? In your free moments, where does your mind go? When your imagination begins to wander, what path is it on? Here is a picture of the potential of sin. And then not only the potential of sin, but the punishment of sin. What does sin do? Sin scatters. That's the key word here. They said in verse 4, we don't want to be scattered. But in verse 8, the Lord scattered them. And again in verse 9, the Lord scattered them abroad upon the face of all the earth. You see, this is what sin produces. God brings clarity. Sin brings confusion. God brings order. Sin brings chaos. Uh, God brings oneness, unity, togetherness. Sin brings division and scattering. This is the great contrast, you see, between the Lord's way and the world's way. Which way will you make your own today? Uh, you may live in a world of chaos, but you don't have to have a life of chaos. Uh, you can have chaos all around you, but be right with God in your heart. Have, have your own home ordered before the Lord, your own heart upright before God. This is the great message to us, this warning passage. This is more than history. This is our life we're talking about. Don't live a life separate from what God desires and designs for you. So this world returning to Babel, we see, first of all, the return of pride. Secondly, the return to chaos. And finally, and this is very important, the return of God. I bring you back to this phrase again in verse 5, the Lord came down. He always does. God always comes back around. You remember in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve, after their, their sin, their own rebellion against God, the Bible says they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. A friend, a God may, may give you room to make your choice and will give you opportunity to decide, but at some point, he's going to come back around. Judgment comes around like the boomerang of sin. The Lord always comes back around. The psalmist talked about this in Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? 
The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. In other words, they, they live like God doesn't see or hear or know. Verse 4, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. In other words, from heaven, God's got his eye on us. You come to the end of Psalm 2, Kiss the son lest he be angry, and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but little. I'm telling you, the judge always comes back around. God is coming again. The Lord will return. And my challenge to you today, instead of living in pride and suffering through chaos, instead of going your own way and being scattered because of it, instead of waiting on the Lord to return and judgment to come on your sin, why don't you return to the Lord? Run to the Lord. Uh, Stop trying to build your tower to heaven and Call on the God of heaven. Run to the Lord now. Instead of returning to Babel, return to your creator. Return to your God. Because only God can take a world and a life and a family in chaos and bring out of it in his grace perfect order into our lives. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey. Thank you.